Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my ass. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh is the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And this is episode 126. And this episode's guest is comic book artist Liana Kangas. Currently, you can catch her run on the Black Mask Studio comic, Black AF Devils Die, written by Vita Ayala. This week, it was announced via Newsarama that Kangas will join writer Joe Corallo on the next project, She Said Destroy, set to debut in May through Vault Comics. And we get into that during our interview. And during that interview, we do talk about Black AF Devils Die and her role in making that comic. Also about an artist finding their own style, how she became an artist, strong women leads in comic books, being a woman in the comic book industry, mentoring young creators, her favorite music artists, and of course we talk about She Said Destroy. Before we get into this episode with Leanna Kingis, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And I also want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and share any of the links to any of the episodes on your social media platforms. And you can also subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere where podcasts are streamed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Anchor, 
wherever. Just type in Fresh is the Word. It should come up. And please leave a uh, rating and review. That always help out the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you uh, want to email me anything, feedback, uh, questions, whatever, you can always uh, reach me at djkfresh at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. And you can also uh, follow Fresh is the Word on Twitter at fresh is the word, and that's is with I-Z. Instagram at fresh is the word podcast and Facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast. All right, let's get into the interview with Liana Kangas. I've been following your work for a little while now, just at least even just following you on Twitter. And um, I just, you know, just became a fan of your style um, of your art for the, uh, the comics that you worked on. And recently I've been, um, I started reading uh, Black AF uh, Devil's Die and I really enjoy the, uh, really enjoy that comic book. Um, I'm actually uh, scheduled to uh, to interview Vita also for the podcast uh, coming up. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So, um, and I and I just saw that you were you know talking about finishing up your uh, work for this uh, for that comic book. How's it been uh, working on that uh, particular title? Oh, it's been so awesome. Honestly, I think that the way that I'll probably describe it doesn't even you know, begin to really hit how I feel about it. Uh, You know, the message is really important to me, and that's a huge thing to work on a comic. But also when Sarah, the editor, Sarah Litt, when she reached out to me, um, you know, it was, I had heard of Black before, but I didn't read it. Um, I had read America's Sweetheart, which is also in the same, um, in the same series, like, kind of like world building wise. And it's a really great YA book. And Um, so when she contacted me, I was really excited because we had actually just first met at, um, a mind signing, which mine was the, the, uh, Planned Parenthood anthology. And I think it recently just won a Ringo. Um, it's a really good book, but I met her through there and I was really glad that she remembered me and, you know, she thought that I would be a great fit, uh, because I like drawing kind of noir style on the side. Um, I just never thought that it would be something I got to do in comics, which is really cool. So, um, and Vita was already one of my favorite people (laughs) to begin with. So when Sarah was like, yeah, Vita's writing, I was like, "Mm, yeah, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? What is it that you like about this particular story that's being told? Um, well, it follows around, uh, you know, a, a main female character, which is really cool in my opinion. And the supporting characters is, uh, is X from the original black series and, uh, waters who's, uh, a detective and she's previously a cop. And I just thought that was really cool, um, to get this like mix of characters and, you know, telling such an important message and it kind of parallels between, uh, some relationship building as well as uh, I'm trying to think of ways that I can not spoil the comic. (laughs) (laughs) So um, uh, sorry about my dogs are like having fun. They're trying to like, you know, wrestle each other. Um, So I think that a lot of my appreciation towards the series is actually the main character. Um, her name is Indigo and she's an empowered individual and 
I, I relate a lot to the way she feels about a lot of things. So, and, um, and kind of the way she grew up. And I think that Vita wrote her very well. So it's become one of my favorite things that I've ever worked on. <laughs> As the, the artist for a comic book like this, you know, what, how, what's your role into it? Like, how do you feel like, how do you get your inspiration about what you're going to, um, to draw for a comic book like that, that's like has synergy with the story or what Vita writes, you know, you know, where do you come from in this? Um, what's really cool is I think because Vita and I already had kind of a working relationship and we had talked on Twitter a lot, we would have these like planning calls and get with each other and kind of talk about, um, ways that, you know, just kind of like riffing off of each other, which is really cool. And that usually tends to inspire me way more than, um, I'm sorry about my dog. Um, it, right. <laughs> it tends to make me like kind of approach it from a different perspective because, uh, what's really cool is Sarah and Kwanzaa gave me access to read the entire black series as well as, um, America's sweetheart, which I had already read. And, um, Vita and I would have phone calls and like, we'd kind of share Pinterest boards back and forth. And, uh, you know, it just kind of worked out really well in that, you know, I'd approach and did kind of like this style and did kind of six variations and, uh, you know, Sarah and Kwanzaa were essentially, it was down to the wire of like who got to choose. And obviously, um, because Kwanzaa created the series, like, you know, he gets last say, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was kind of like a complete collaborative effort, which is really fun. And I prefer to do that, honestly, with, with art, um, in general. So how do you go about having these collaborative efforts? You know, what do you get from it and how do you sort of deal with any sort of obstacles in this sort of, uh, collaborative, uh, collaborative effort that you're in the middle of? Um, well, I think it just kind of depends on who you choose to work with or who you approach to work with. Like uh, recently there was a huge anthology blast that just went out on Twitter and I had a couple people approach me to like work with me, which I thought is really cool uh, because I love doing anthologies. It's a great way to meet new people. Um, but at the same time, you kind of get uh, you learn, you know, how to work with people and how to how your approach is in the collaborative effort, which is really fun. Um, I personally like, you know, tailoring how I work with scripts based on what writer I'm working with. Um, <clears throat> and I've had a different like set of editors and how their styles are approached with my art as well, which is really fun. Um, I've had editors that have been, you know, very like, we believe in you, we trust this, um, make these changes real quick, and that's it, ready to go. And in terms of that, like, I've had really great luck with perfect editors. Um, and with writers, uh, my, I like being friends with the people <laughs> that I work with. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I got into comics in general, you know, so uh, a lot of the people that I've worked with have completely different writing styles. So, I, I like adapting myself to those. Um, and sometimes I will call and like, you know, kind of ask questions and see like why they 
specifically wrote this this way or like why they wanted, you know, some structure panels certain ways. Some do like the Marvel way, which is like kind of loosely based. Some are like, you know, Vita's great. Vita's like, this is going to happen on the page. Like you can kind of do this, but you know, I trust you do whatever. So that's always fun because sometimes I like add, you know, fun stuff or, you know, random things that I want to (laughs) draw. So, but yeah. How, how are you able to mold your own style while, you know, staying open to what is needed for the particular title that you're working on? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I think that an artist's style is, you know, because it's a part of their identity, you're always second guessing or, you know, questioning and wanting to evolve your style. And I think what I've recently realized is that your style will change and adapt based on what projects you get. And maybe that might just be me, but, um, I've started becoming more comfortable with the, with, you know, my style in sequentials versus my style in illustration work. And I think it's really cool. Like that was my dog. Sorry. Um, uh, you got a little surprise there. Um, and I think more so than anything, <laughs> I've always been like, oh, does my style like fit comics? Does it, you know, does it work this way? Like, would it work in a, you know, a really horror gory type fashion? Because, you know, those are my favorite uh, genres, but my style sometimes doesn't quite look like it could fit that. And I think as long as like, you do what you want to do, your style will kind of change and adapt to fit that. And there's always a market for it too, which is great because there's always somebody out there that's like, oh yeah, um, I would love to read a horror comic that kind of looks a little funky and, you know, (laughs) weird. So, What advice do you have for anybody who is trying to look and trying to find out what their style is? Oh, wow. Um, If if said person did not go to art school, I would say draw in your sketchbook every single day. Um, sometimes it's fun to like emulate people's drawing styles. Um, I would never suggest them to post it as their own work. Obviously I would just say, you know, just try and see like, as you emulate, you know, the masters, see how that incorporates into your style. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, how did you uh, originally, you know, get the bug to wanting to be an artist? You know, what sort of a kid were you? Oh geez, um, it's really funny. There's this photo of me. Um, I think I'm three or something in the picture, but I have a marker in my hand and I'm crying because I drew all over myself and I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite pictures of myself. <laughs> but um, when your yeah, first my... works was yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I had a really uh, supportive fostering um, kind of family unit. Uh, I grew up, my mom was kind of a single mom for a while. So we spent a lot of time with my grandparents, my brother and I, and they are both artists. So like my grandpa used to own 
an art studio downtown in the area that we lived in. And he did, you know, he used to do fine painting and all that stuff. And my grandma was like an antiques collector and she was a seamstress and all that stuff. So they would always, you know, support and want to inspire me to draw. So naturally (laughs) being, I guess, the rebel that I am, I drew on myself, but yeah, they would always give me, you know, any access to whatever I wanted. And even growing up, as I drew anime and stuff like that, they were like, okay, we see what you're doing here, I guess. Like, you know, but um, they've always been very supportive. And uh, I think that's what kind of will continue, even if you take a break from wanting to create, I think you'll always like go back on that if you've had supportive people in your life kind of, you know, it's kind of hard not to want to keep doing it when you get compliments, you know? <laughs> right. Like, oh, wow, that looks so cool. Oh, I, sh- I should keep doing this. <laughs> this is fun. <clears throat> Do you remember, like, the first thing that you did, like, seriously, first piece of art that was, like, for a reason, I guess, or in your mind was just something that you did seriously? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think, well... Maybe. I I took AP art in high school and we had to choose a, I guess, sort of a theme in between all the pieces that we had to submit. And I was like super into this band called CKY at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, still am, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll I've totally interviewed them that. before. Yeah, I've interviewed them before. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, they're, they are... They used to be a great band. Um, I don't know what happened to them now, but um, they just—they um, just kind of came back and hit a new album last year, and it's really good. Oh, really? And yeah, st- I'll have to check it out. And they still are really good live. The original lead singer, though, he's not in the band, so um, Darren. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. But um, uh, Ginsburg is uh, doing all the vocals now, so oh, okay. So it's they yeah. still slay live. They're so good live. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. So I have. Tons of pictures from their from their shows, um, but I totally picked that uh, that first album of theirs as like my theme. So like each of the songs, I did a piece kind of inspired by. So oh, that's that was awesome. my first series, and I I totally I actually got a five. I don't know if you know like AP scoring and everything, yes. but yeah, I I got a five for that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, all right, <laughs> my, uh, uh, this is my self-proclaimed edge lordiness, you know, like, <laughs> what, what, um, when did you sort of, uh, get the idea that you wanted to do, uh, you know, be an artist as something that you maybe you could make a career out of? Um, I, I actually really didn't know it was an actual career until I lived in Canada, which is crazy. Um, I, I grew up in Florida, so a lot of creative based careers didn't really exist there. Um, I, unless you were doing something along the lines of like graphic design for a company, but those were so few and far between. Um, so, you know, I, I actually worked for a company for a little while doing marketing and I really enjoyed it, but it definitely did not give me a hundred percent of the creative outlet that I really wanted. So, uh, 
even if I spent time sketching on the side or anything like that, I never really thought that that would be a career until uh, I worked at a comic shop in Canada for a little bit and I would meet a ton of animators, tons and tons of animators. And they were the ones that inspired me. And a friend that I actually became close with, his name is Daryl Graham. He is an animator. He's worked on um, like Space Jam and uh, gosh, so many movies, <laughs> like incredible amount of movies. He was like, why, why aren't you doing comics? Why aren't you drawing for a living? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't really think that was a thing. Um, and he's like, what? You're crazy. And so he'd be like, okay, uh, look at this person's, um, career and look at this person's career. And like, I'd research into it. And like, I kind of then started finding my path, like to comics, which is interesting. Um, but meeting him and meeting my old boss, uh, who was also an animator and, uh, we, we were essentially right near this school for animators specifically. So, um, it's, I know it's a lot later on in life, but seeing that I was like, Oh, okay, this is definitely something I could do. And then I started looking at Twitter and seeing all these people that made illustration a full-time career and stuff like that, even just separate from animation. So how did you go about breaking into, uh, the comic book world being an artist? Oh, gosh. Um, this might sound a little cliche, but <laughs> um, besides the fact that I have actually like worked comics retail, so that aside, the best way I think my shot was given was to just create. So like I had this idea and I asked a friend to help me write it and co-create it with me. And I did this comic and I just kept pushing it and pushing it. And I started following a whole bunch of people on Twitter and honestly, you know, building my portfolio and stuff is kind of how it just started working. And then I personally really enjoy people in comics anyway, having done retail and been a collector for a long time. So it was easy for me to kind of approach people that I felt comfortable with mostly women in comics and ask them questions like, Hey, would you, you know, like, does this contract make sense? Or, you know, uh, does this page rate look right or stuff like that? You know, um, just kind of small questions and steps that maybe, even if they weren't steps to my career, like I was just learning as I went, you know, just right. asking as many questions as possible and, um, and really just drawing as much as I could, drawing as many comics as I could and learning as much as I could. Yeah, you mentioned that you're really drawn to titles that have a strong woman lead in it. And as as a uh, woman in the comic book industry, how how are you able to swim the waters through all of that? And then with your art in these comics, anytime that you uh, are doing any women characters, how do you you know put yourself in there to have a strong representation of those women characters? Oh, this is such a big question. <laughs> um, well, I think it's really cool that you interviewed um, Heather and Erica before me because I know that, so Erica is actually one of my friends because of the fact that 
when I started trying to reach out to female creators in the comic industry, I was finding that one, there wasn't a lot of them locally. Um, and two, uh, it, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this without seemingly being enraged about (laughs) our spot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, our time in comics is so frustrating as it is. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and I love all the male creators that I admire. Like, they are all amazing. And some of them have actually helped me a lot, which is awesome. And they are awesome. And I've met a ton who have uplifted as many women creators as possible. But um, when I first started, there were so few that I could reach out to. So I think I was a little intimidated at, the, at first. But actually, when I met Erica, I became far less intimidated just because we had a lot in common. And she made, you know, talking to her very easy. Um, You know, I didn't have to be nervous at all because, like, I really liked her work a lot. And, um, you know, her being a writer, the approach is a lot different to ask for advice and stuff like that. Um, And she is an open book when it comes to advice and new creators. Um, If it wasn't for her, obviously I would have, I'd be swimming in pitch black in the dark. So um, she's helped me a lot. But uh, I think that for women in this industry right now, it's, there's an uprising and I, I really am glad that, so many women creators are being so supportive of each other and, you know, kind of banding together and talking about really important issues that we kind of have to deal with. And, um, I think more so than ever that we are being a part of the market and everything. It's becoming a lot easier for everyone else to try and approach us, which is great. Um, honestly, that's something that I wish I had, when I was younger, because I would have gotten into comics a lot earlier (laughs) if I had, if I had somebody to talk to, you know, like most of the in-store appearances in my hometown were always men. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was always men. Um, and you know, like when you're younger and like in comics with an age difference, you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Sign my comic. Thanks. Bye. You know, like you're not, I, I'm, I was never thinking like, Oh my God, uh, let me just write down this whole list of questions, how I should get into the industry, you know, <laughs> because it didn't seem like it was approachable to be a woman in the, in the industry at that point. Um, but after I had met all the animators and seen, um, you know, the, there was so m- far more female, uh, animators that I met than male animators. And, um, so it's kind of easy to like be like, all right, yeah, like I got this. I can, I can figure this out. I could talk to some people, you know. And once you realize, you know, the worst that someone could say is no, it gets easier and easier to talk to somebody, and it gets oh, yeah. easier to ask questions. And um, especially women that um, creators that you admire, like for me, it was like Gail Simone and um, like people like Amanda Connor and stuff like that, Kelly Sue. Fiona Staples, after the first or second time, you know, I had met like Gail Simone, I was like, okay, it's getting easier every time. It's like, <laughs> I'm not as nervous, but they, they're so approachable and so incredibly kind. And it, it really is starting to make 
everything seems so inclusive and supportive, which I think I answered your question. Oh, yeah. I got on a little tangent there. <laughs> so how um how important it how important is it to you to be open to uh, giving out advice um, to other creatives? Oh, 100%. I actually just tweeted something the other day saying that my DMs are always open. I will do whatever I can to answer any questions and help. I honestly, as long as I don't, I haven't signed an NDA, I'll do whatever, you know, honestly. Um, what's really cool is I, uh, I follow Declan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Declan Shalvey's uh, mailing list. And he does this amazing um, thing on his mailing list where he just kind of tells what he did for the week or the month and lays out, these are the layouts that I did for this comic. And, the, you know, here's like information about money, like filing your taxes as a creator. And like, here's this and here's that. And I read it the other day and I was like, wow, this is really informative. I feel like everybody should sign up for this mailing list. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of creators out there. And I think it just depends on who the individual is that wants to ask questions and who they'd feel comfortable with. Um, you know, maybe me being a female creator who's a little bit older, maybe younger men might not feel comfortable to approach me. And that's totally fine. But the internet is great for that. Um, you don't have to walk up to my table to ask me questions. You can if you want to. <laughs> but uh, Twitter is always open. My email is always open. And I'm more than happy to answer questions. I just had somebody ask me, you know, something about their Kickstarter the other day that I have to answer. So um, as long as I have time to get to it. <laughs> right. That's that's the the one caveat, I guess. What are um, when when people email you, DM you, or even come up to the table? Uh, what are some of the things that they're talking to you about? What are some of the questions that they ask? Oh gosh, um, I think at conventions specifically, I I really like when people are into the same fandoms as I am, and that's the only thing I can think of really. Um, or you know, like. Some people will like ask about your book, which is fun, or, you know, like, how did you get into this? But most of the time I like when people are like, hey, Riverdale, what's up? I see that print on your, you know, and it's like, yeah, I watched that trash too, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fun to, it's fun to, you know, kind of relate to other people in that sense. That's my favorite. All right. Great, great. Yeah, I was looking and, um. I was looking on your website and I see that you uh, were a part of uh, this Guar series. The Guar series, yes, it is. Um, it's in progress right now, from what I hear. So, um, I think they just got off tour. So, right. I'm not sure of the timeline on that, but <laughs> I am slated to be on it, and I'm very excited because I used to go to Guar shows when I was younger. <laughs> what what sort of yeah? Because we talked about a few music groups already. Oh, uh, you know what. You know, what sort of music do you like? Who are some of your favorite artists? Oh, gosh. This is my favorite question ever on an interview. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, music is a huge, huge part of my life. So right now, I would say, if you asked any of my friends, they would say, oh, Liana's favorite band is Mini Mansions. And that's 100% true. Oh, they, okay. are, they are my favorite 
on the planet. Um, it used to be Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Um, they have, I I like their their progression of albums. I like that they went from you know really grungy desert rock to like you know very tightened up kind of interesting stuff. But I am I think I'm in a place now where when I'm creating I want weird stuff to listen to and yeah. I think mini mansions is perfect for that. Um, if I need to get pumped up and like work on layouts or like, you know, just like ink a ton of stuff, I 100% listen to hip hop all the time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a hip hop guy, uh, like in my roots, like, so, so like what, what's some of the hip hop that you like? Uh, I think my favorite has to be MF Doom. Okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously all of his uh, collaborations that he's done. Um, I really like Most Def okay. a lot. I, I'm trying to think. Talib Kweli is also recently um, Kendrick Lamar, like really... I'm really digging his stuff. Uh, And let's see, you know, and all the classics. I have so many playlists. Uh, A lot of 90s to early 2000s is my favorite area. Yeah, we're probably around the same age. So uh, we uh, probably, you probably came from that same generation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. You'll have to make me a playlist, man. That would be that would be awesome. We'll have to trade playlists. Oh, definitely, definitely. That that's what I was thinking about doing some sort of playlist thing in conjunction with this podcast. I was like, so I'm trying to think about what what how I want to do that still. If you want me to make you a playlist for this episode, I totally will. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That I will take you up on that offer. Like, awesome. <laughs> I will definitely. Yeah, that would be great. Because. Uh, I don't know, it'd just be an extra little thing just to get in the mind of people, you know, and being like, all right, what's these other things that they like outside of their art, you know? Yes, what that's, really... I think I think that's why Vita and I became so close, because we both were like, oh, you listened to this in high school too? Oh, yeah, and like <laughs> totally bonded over like... I think Vita is like my music soulmate. Like <laughs> they like all the same stuff I like, and I, every time they make a playlist, I'm like, "This is the best playlist ever." I don't think that a playlist could get greater. And then they post another one, and I'm like, "Oh no, you did it again!" Like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, so awesome. So at this point, um, what's what's next for you? I know you said that you have some things that you're uh, about to announce. You wanted to announce uh, you have coming up. So uh, what's the future of Heaven Store? Uh, so awesome. I'm so glad I get to tell you. Um, we haven't been able to tell anybody yet because of the release date. But yeah. um, I'm really stoked to like say on your podcast that my next project is going to be with Joe Corallo. Uh, he was the editor of the Mine Anthology that I told you about earlier. Yeah. And he, he is. Uh, we co-created a series together called she said destroy for vault comics nice 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 yeah it's um it's i think it's gonna be like a coming of age story about uh god's 
that are fighting in space. And that's like the, the shortest tagline I could think of. I, I'm pretty sure he made a tagline that I should probably pull up. But um, yeah, it's I'm really excited. I'm not sure how much I can say more than that. But the fact that I even get to announce it is I'm I'm beside myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 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 There's something um, I always like to ask people uh, when during the podcast, like what is um, if there is a sort of a nugget of knowledge from your life and career that uh, anybody listening to this doesn't matter what avenue of artistry that they're in could sort of project into their own life. What would that be? I think the biggest thing that I think about recently is to not let other people drag you down. Um, there's going to be a lot of people out there that might not love what you do and they might say things about it that might sound hurtful to you. Um, but the best way to get around that is to just keep creating and let it roll off your shoulders and keep doing what you're doing because obviously you doing that makes you happy. And I think that um, nobody is entitled to what you do except yourself. So. Great, great. And before we get out of here, um, there's always a question I like to uh, end a lot of my podcasts with, and I did give it to you ahead of time to think about who is, uh, who is somebody or somebody's that, uh, I could realistically interview for this podcast from your life or career that would have some good stories or lessons to talk about. That's totally what I thought you were asking earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I was like prepared for that question. I was like, okay, so who's going to give the best stories about how terrible I was as a teenager? Um, (laughs) uh, I think that uh, in terms of creativity and uh, who knows me very well, my, my husband, Mike, has been the most present person and he's incredibly talented. He's like a musician and stuff like that. Um, but he's so low key that I would probably have to pick somebody like my longest friend, Jackie. She and I went to high school together and we've always kind of been in a similar area. We were only apart for a couple of years, uh, but we would call each other every day and, you know, she's seen, every side to me (laughs) and what's really cool is we both you know really loved art uh in high school and she ended up going to college up uh at FIT and you know she does kind of like horror illustrations and does wrestling stuff she's really into that we have very parallel um careers which is really cool and what's even more you know I guess interesting is that they're in totally different areas so we kind of get to learn about each other's careers in different ways um and or I would also list Lan Pitts who hilariously enough he lived in my town for a really long time and I think we've known each other for over a decade (laughs) and recently I would say about three years ago we reconnected and I was like, Oh, you live up North. Like when I was living in Jersey and he was like, wait, you live in Jersey. And I was like, dude, you work in comics. And he's like, dude, you draw comics. (laughs) And we were like, we just used to be passing customers in the same shop. 
and like would talk, you know, about comics and stuff like that. But we never thought like I never would have guessed like that. I'll take that back. I definitely would have guessed that he would work in comics because <laughs> like comics is his life. But like I never would have thought that we would have crossed paths again. And it's been kind of cool to like connect with him and like kind of get to know what he does. He like writes WWE comics, um, which is really cool. And you also interviewed my other friend, Erica. So <laughs> <laughs> luckily she didn't say anything incriminating about me yet. So no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a uh, great talking with you. A uh, lot of uh, great stories, great uh, information where, um, if anybody wants to check out anything that you're working on online, where can they go? Uh, they can go to my website, which is lianakangas.com, or you can check me out on Twitter or Instagram, which is at lianakangas. Um, and you've been a rad interviewer, man. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. This has been really fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's been a uh, great talking with you. And actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'll, po- I'll probably post this next Tuesday. And, uh, awesome. and then, um, I'm actually talking with Landry, uh, in about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Oh man. He's such like, I, I wish that it was reversed and I could say stories about him cause he, he's fun. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be talking with him in a few minutes. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the suggestion. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah, when I saw that you like wrestling, I was like, oh, no, you guys have to meet, like, definitely, for sure. And I, I think he likes hip-hop and stuff, too, which right. is which is rad. Right, cool, cool. Yeah, shoot me over a, a playlist if you want to, uh, want me to include that into the to the podcast. Like, Hell, yeah. And, again, I have to tell you, uh, I've done a lot of podcasts before, before comics, yeah. and some during comics, and you are really patient, and you are a great listener. And you have done great interviews. I listened to Erica's and I'm halfway through Heather's right now. So, oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you. And thanks for picking up, you know, and interviewing a whole bunch of us ladies because we need the, you know, we need as much viewage as we can get, you know. (laughs) So, that was my interview with Leanna Kangas. Links to where you can follow her online or get more information about all of her projects will be in the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com, along with a special Spotify playlist that Leanna made especially for Fresh is the Word, and definitely has some jams on it. So that's another episode in the books. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the Word.